Do you feel stuck in your life, career, or business? And are you ready to take things to the next level? If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach passionate about helping people just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals. My superpower is helping people experience tremendous breakthroughs in a short period of time. If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach. There's, a, there's thousands of people who are wearing this shirt or this jacket. There are people who have earrings that look like mine, who have font colors like we do. And if I were to leverage and think of those things as a way to make me unique in business, I'm going to win, but I'm not going to win as much as, as if me leading with the one thing that actually makes me unique. It's my story. Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. I'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife, Laura, of 26 years and our two almost grown kids. So if you're all about business, personal growth, and peace in your life, you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Inspiration Rising. Dave Trotter here, your host. I am super excited to share with you this conversation. Now, you know as a business owner that you have a story to tell. It is a -a one-of-a-kind story. It is different than my story or your friend's story or our guest today. It's different than her story. Your story includes a problem or a challenge, something that you've come up against, and you have solved it. You've overcome it in a unique way, and that has led you to starting this business. Now, our guest today, Tiffany Largy, believes that your story is the key, the absolute key to standing out and growing your business. If you don't know your story, if you can't clearly articulate, succinctly articulate your story, if you're not sharing your story anywhere and everywhere, you are missing out on opportunities to connect with your ideal client and then ultimately grow your business. Now, Tiffany, if you are not familiar with her, she is amazing. She is the creator of the Do the Damn Thing Nation It is a group that offers business training and support to idea-driven entrepreneurs. She speaks around the world on sales strategy, entrepreneurship, and profit building. She has dedicated her life to end small thinking worldwide. Now, I'm not going to tell you her story here in the intro because she tells you her story in our conversation, and I think it will be much more powerful to you. Now, if you like this episode, will you do one thing? Will you share it with someone? This podcast is free. Yes, it costs you nothing. All I ask is that you would spread the love by telling a friend to listen and subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on their favorite podcast app. There's a bazillion podcast app. There's the Apple podcast app, Google podcast app. There's like Stitcher and Spotify and your mama's podcast app. 
just tell them, go on there, search Inspiration Rising, click subscribe, and start listening to over 180 episodes of Audio Inspiration. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Tiffany Largy. Tiffany, thanks so much for taking time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's good to be with you. Today, we're talking about stories, our own story and the story of our business. And um, why is it important, first of all, for business owners to have a story to tell? Yeah, so it's like I want you to think of it like this. There's 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 kind of two buckets in this in this story conversation. There's stories and then there's telling your story. For the per, per, for the purpose of what we do, I am so focused on the business owner telling their story. And there's mm-hmm. a handful of reasons why, but the first and foremost it's like, man, when I started teaching 5 years ago, there were all these amazing people who were, um, you know, I would like be done keynoting and I'd come off the stage and I'd be like, so how's business? And I heard the same thing. Oh, well, we're revamping the website and, you know, uh, we've, we've got new photos. And it was always this thing of this is what's going to make me unique. So I'm investing in photography and I'm going to have an amazing font and I'm going to get the slogan that nobody else has. And I'd be like, you know, like deep sigh. And not that those things are not valid. Sure. But the truth of the matter is that None of those things really make us unique. I mean, a real talk within five, 10 miles of where I'm standing right now, there's some other woman who has dope, amazing pink lipstick and, and yellow nails, right? There's a, there's thousands of people who are wearing this shirt or this jacket. There are people who have earrings that look like mine, who have font colors like we do. And if I were to leverage and think of those things as a way to make me unique in business, I'm going to win but I'm not going to win as much as, as if me leading with the one thing that actually makes me unique. It's my story Hmm. on on the planet, you know, in the history of this planet, there has never been another Tiffany Larkey Mm -hmm. and there will never be another Tiffany Larkey. So if I'm really going to, you know, like stand out in the market, be unique and, and slice through the noise, I have to deliver first, second, and third, the one thing the world has never heard of before which is why story for me is like everything. Mm, So good. And so I also heard you right when you were beginning differentiating between some people who tell, um, kind of teach us how to tell stories as a way to to sell or to communicate, which is great versus as you're saying, telling your own personal story. How does, do you, do you see like, your own story and business story overlapping or are those two separate things, you know, like cause a brand story versus a personal story, how do those interchange with interplay with one yeah. another? Um, you know, for me, your story is your company's brand story. It's, mm-hmm. it's not even that they overlap. They're one and the same. Okay. And the truth of the matter is that, you know, like when we go into business, we're solving a problem at the end of the day, all of us in business whether we're one people, 12 people, employee size, or 5,000, we're solving a problem. Mm-hmm. And the person buying the product or handing us dollars is, you know, they're buying a solution. Yes. So in that nine out of 10 times, we're actually solving a problem that we've solved for ourselves and, or we're solving the problem in the way we solve problems for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So either way, true to the CEO, the story and the solution is one and the same. Mm-hmm. And the problem that I face, like everything about me is do the damn thing nation. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, and I, and I, and I don't want you to think of it 
as um, stories versus my story. Think of my story allows me to tackle the very first objective in every business positioning. Mm. I have to position in the market, like what problem am I really solving? Who am I solving it for? What gives me the right to solve this problem? Why do I even want to do it? And without those four questions, we don't really get to, um, like without those four questions being answered, we don't really get to make it clear to the market. This is why you should trust me first before company A and company B. Mm -hmm. And it's not about putting them down. It's just about being clear that I solved the problem better than anyone else because I've been there. Mm -hmm. And then once you like have, once you are clear on the story and the problem, you're able to walk yourself back to the CEO and then you get to walk into things like colors and fonts and tone mm-hmm. and diction and messaging and all of the other things. They're, they're birthed from the story. Mm-hmm. It's an outgrowth of whatever that, yeah, that story is. Um, so what if the company, what if somebody's listening who their company, you know, maybe they're, they aren't the face of that company. Like maybe they're selling some sort of, I don't know, widget Widget. or product, or, you know, they have a brick and mortar store. Like you ran a couple of brick and mortar stores. right? So, so like how, and I don't know, maybe back then you weren't embracing this concept of story, but like, how does somebody who runs a brick and mortar store, if they don't put their face out there, are you saying, no, 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 you need to put your face out there. Or if they say, I can't help, how do they do that? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I real I love this actual question because it's one of the things that I wish I had understood more of back then. But be clear, I used my story in everything that I did. I mean, my business partners were Xerox Corporation, Hewlett Packard, Franco Postelia, and which competes with Pitney Bowes in the market. So very like, you know, white collared, white guys, uh, tech, very like black coffee, no sugar. And uh, that's important. I have to highlight that because <laughs> that black coffee, no sugar, is part of a, a, a certain um, a person. I had a responsibility to ask myself, okay, well, what are we building here? And if we, and if I'm competing with other products that are in the market, I could totally have a website that says, well, we care about our customers and the customers have our cell phone numbers and we're available on the weekend and all the other things or the customers first. But the truth is that if you hear that message, that message sits inside of the other eight companies in the market with me from a local Mm -hmm. perspective or even a regional perspective. So if I were to rely on these facts, like we've been in business for 20 years, well, so has John. Mm -hmm. We have 12 employees. So so does Mike. We have XYZ technology. If the CEO doesn't put themselves in front of the product, then they are missing a key opportunity to sell to the people who need them the most, which is mm-hmm. not the people who are already sold, but the people who don't believe that they have the problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let me give you the greatest example of it, because this, I tell you, is what really like made me go, whoa, this is important. So Steve Jobs, you know, um, for me, he revolutionized the business world. I know a lot of people love him for what he did innovation-wise, and I'm here for that. But he, when you think of Apple, you still think of Steve Jobs. He put himself in front of the products and in front of the innovation, and he kept himself there. Mm-hmm. And when he launched the iPhone, it's the greatest, it's the greatest kind of example of 
what the expert does and why the story is so important because the expert, when they use their story, they display the facts and their expertise. And so therefore, I don't need to be in business for 25 years. I don't need to have a college degree. I don't have to have a license. I've done it. I built a seven-figure business without an online funnel, right? Or, or I found a way to become a keynote speaker without joining an agency. Like whatever quantifiable mm-hmm. win I have. Once I've done it on this planet, it becomes a fact. Now, the cool thing is that the market's kind of divided between the general practitioner and the expert. And what Steve Jobs did is he was like, oh, I'm going to put myself right in front of this company. And right. And then we, we had the take up of the computers or the personal device. But then he went on a whole nother level and he started creating these events. And he had this three day event. And it's actually the reason why we do events, because he got all of these amazing minds from around the world into a room. He stood on a stage. And for two days, he talked, he, he almost manufactured a problem. Oh my gosh, we have a laptop and a PDA and a cell phone and a beeper. Nobody was rolling around on the ground crying about the fact they had to carry a beeper and a laptop and a PDA. But his willingness to put himself in front of the product that he thought was the solution to a problem that we actually really didn't know that we had was a game changer. And if you were to like ever watch the set of the three days, he spends almost two days talking about the problem. Mm. Wow. Two wow. days just talking about the problem and then eventually gets into the solution. Mm-hmm. Walk me through, I know you have kind of a three-step or three key elements of a business owner's story. Would you mind kind of walking us through those three key elements? Because you've just set this up beautifully. I mean, I'm sold. Like if I... I have people like that. They're like, oh, I don't want to, I'm nervous. I don't want to be out in front of my company. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm fat. I'm not cute. I'm not sexy. I'm not, you know what I mean? Totally. You know what I mean? Almost. I'm not smart enough, you know, blah, blah, blah. Totally. So give me those key, three key elements that you think are real helpful in a story. So what we teach our clients, and, and, and let me just back away. It's not even what we teach our clients. What I believe is that everybody on the planet can tell their whole story in three sentences. And three sentences for me is important because um, oftentimes we get the opportunity to tell, to talk to someone and just tell them who we are, right? But then we either end up rambling, we're all over the place. We give them some of the information, but not everything. And um, what happens to us as as humans, if we don't get a complete picture, we're unsatisfied. And then in business, we it doesn't convert. It doesn't turn into revenue. And mm-hmm. nine out of 10 times that goes, man, this is so fascinating. Oh, I love what you do. You know what? And then, then that person, they translate that to this person's fascinating. They're interesting. I want to know more about them. So I'm going to write down their name. I'm going to research them when I get home and then I'll make a decision. But then that never happens. Mm. So let me give you the framework for kind of not just how you set this thing up, but how you walk through your story. Um, In the beginning, there is context. We need context. Uh, We have a place, a setting, We need the people that are involved. The middle of our story dictates that we're going to have, we're going to display the challenge 
the problem, the obstacle, um, the thing we have to overcome. And then we get to the solution, right? Which is the end of our story. So the solution, the outcome, the win. Now, let me take that one step further and say the quantifiable wins. The quantifiable wins is everything because it answers for the other person. Well, you know, why should I trust you? Mm. Why should well, why should I trust you versus Mike? I just heard Mike speak or teach or I read his book. Why should I trust you? Mm-hmm. And the quantifiable wins are the desired state of the customer you want to serve, mm-hmm. whether it's widget or service. So right in between the middle and the end of the story, we have this cool thing that walks in. It's called the bridge. Mm-hmm. How did we do it? What's the thing we did in order to get the solution? And that's it. So setting your story up in those three sentences with that framework answers all of those questions. What problem am I solving? Who am I solving it for? What gives me the right? And why do I want to solve it? We, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what's important is that every time you speak, the person on the other end goes, yes, I want to lean in. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've heard you tell your story several times as I've listened to podcasts and video. And, you know, I hear the context is I was putting my two kids to bed hungry. Mm-hmm. And then the problem is I've got to find a way to generate income. I don't know if this is how you tell it. You know what I mean? But that's, I'm yeah. trying to fit in your story into the framework. So yes. And then the solution was, you know, you don't necessarily say it's the brick and mortar stores, but you obviously created two incredible stores um, that were very successful. So is the context, I know it's the context isn't, is it the problem? Is it kind of about the problem or like, help me understand the difference between the context and the problem? Yeah. So the context, think of it like this. David, think of it like the context is what's happening right before the problem begins. Okay. What's happening? Where am I? What is life like? Or where are those people like? Think of it like this. You remember we used to hear it um, long, long ago in a place called Treeland. Mm-hmm. There lived a prince and a princess, and they needed to slay. They wanted to get married, but mm-hmm. they couldn't get married, David, until they slayed the dragon. Mm-hmm. Once they slayed the dragon, they lived happily ever after. The end. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Right, So I'm telling it in a third person, of course, and, sure. and really it's a first person. It's a, my account, but I'm giving you the context because we've all heard something like that. Yes. And, and we have the beginning. We can visualize this prince and princess in Treeland, And we're satisfied at the end because we know that they do slay the dragon and they live happily ever after. And so they were like, oh, that was a great story. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Now I loved um, how you said early in our conversation that Either your ideal client is going to need the same solution, need the same transformation, like the the same problem is solved, I should say, or you use a methodology or system that worked for you to help use that same methodology or system for, it might not be the same problem, but you can use a methodology or system to solve that problem. Totally. Yeah. Hmm. So let me, let me, I'm going to give you my three sentences. So that way you can break it down. And, um, uh, and then more importantly, uh, think when I tell my story, I've got to identify a problem. And then once I identify the problem, I, you need to know 
um, what was my solution? What was the solution? What was the outcome? So 17 years ago, I was putting my babies to bed hungry. And I found myself constantly frustrated and angry and frankly pissed off. But the truth is that I just wanted to die, David. Um, I didn't have any answers and I could never figure it out. Once I made a decision to stop thinking small, especially when it came to my story, I went from being this to building a handful of multiple six-figure businesses and then on to a multiple seven-figure business. Now, I took a little bit longer in the beginning because I wanted to show variations of how you can set it up, right? Like how you can talk about it. Yes, you might hear that the problem in my story is I'm going to bed hungry, but the truth is I really just wanted to die. Mm-hmm, That's yeah. actually the problem in my story because in my mom, I'm a mom. And if I die, what happens to these two small children, right? Yeah. And as much as I want the world to believe that I started a business because I just wanted to make more money, I didn't. I just wanted to save my children. I wanted mm-hmm. to solve my real world problem. And And so starting a business and then making more than the $10 and 22 cents I was given allowed me to do it. So that's why like in our business model, the very first problem that we solve is that not marketing and sales, not scale strategy, because if I, for this avatar, I didn't believe that I was possible. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was enough. I was surrounded by a world of people who made me feel like I was never going to be enough until I got a college degree, until I got a license. And so my avatar, the person who we want to serve, they're still feeling that right now. So I could teach them all the sales and marketing strategy on the planet and scale and tactics. Matter. Yeah. Their belief that they're not odd, they're not strange, it's not too late, and they're possible, even though they're not perfect. Hmm. So good, Tiffany. You're amazing. Ah, oh, I love this conversation. You're a rock star. You're awesome. So good. Okay. So where and how? Like, okay. So I've got this story. Mm-hmm. Do I just start DMing people my story in three <laughs> sentences, or you know do what? I put it on a billboard? Like, what? How do I tell the story? So, you know, the truth is that once you own the story, you have to distribute it. My favorite way to see people start doing that is in live video or taking it to the stage. One of the ways that we demonstrated it. So um, my favorite, favorite non-COVID and COVID is in networking meetings. When you have 60 seconds, I promise you it is my favorite because those 60 seconds are, they're thrown away. They're, they're, you know, at like, no matter what networking, everybody gets an opportunity, you know, tell everybody who you are and what you do. And so it's like, everybody is given so many stages and they don't see it as a stage. So then they go, oh, my name is Susie Sally Smith with Susie Sally Smith Cleaning and I make organic, basically water products. And if you need organic water products, please call. And the truth is that it's like, no, Nobody's looking for organic water products. Correct. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So um, number one, it would be hunt for areas in which you get to introduce yourself. That is my favorite, favorite way to watch myself and my clients. Just introduce yourself. The second, because you can fit in all three sentences. And even though everybody's going to go, wow, that was deep. That was more than a hello. It, I promise you, the person who's in the audience that needs you right now, 
who doesn't know that they need you, but they can feel you here. They're not feeling you here. They're going to go, let me, let me see if I can let Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Um, The second is to turn on a camera. So literally to turn on a camera. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is that 17 years ago, I was here and here. I'm telling you right now, if I can do it, you can do it. If you haven't figured out how to start your business, build your business or scale your business, let me help you. So that would be my second. My third is if you either have an email list or you're, 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 you have an email list or you're building one to make it honestly, my, my, my text version of my lead magnet or however it is people transition from the internet to in your own world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yes, through email. And then how often do you do it over and over and over again? The story people, for us. People are going to get sick. People are going to, uh, people are going to get sick of hearing my story. Nobody, I mean, oh. they're just going to be like, Oh, is he telling this story again? Like, come on, Tiffany. I tell it once and I think that's probably enough. <laughs> no. So I'll tell you what, if you if you tell your story and you're here, then absolutely for sure it becomes, mm, I can see that. But if you start, start, stay and finish here. In the heart. You're time, point, she's pointing to her heart. Just so you know. Yes, I'm pointing to my heart. I apologize. I'm pointing to my heart inside. Absolutely. If you stay there. No, I mean, they never get tired, not the people who you're meant to serve, because it's like being amongst family. And instead of attracting people who you're connecting with intellectually, with um, avatars like, oh, we we both have families or we both have teenagers or we we both make X amount of money or live in X city or we're both Christian or whatever avatars or even we're both from Jamaica or Miami. That, that is all intellectual connection. The name of the game right now is how can you emotionally connect? How can you deeply connect with another human and show your human card first right out of the gate, not after the third coffee meeting, not two months after we meet. I'm talking about right at the very moment that you meet them. Roll out your human card. And then what happens is when you're with family, I never get tired of that story. I'm hanging out with someone who gets me on the inside. Forget all this mental stuff, like on the inside. No. And, you know, I, I may have, I may have, uh, I, you know, I even think to myself, honestly, David, this year, that four or five years ago when I started teaching this, I was actually very scared. I was teaching sales and marketing right out of the gate. But the more I listened to amazing people across the country. I just didn't see them in anything they were saying. I saw this intellectualness in the rooms and watched them network. And one day I made a decision. I was like, man, I don't even know how this is going to go. And I can remember peers saying, Tiffany, you don't want to do that because you're going to come off as being woo-woo and you're going to fall into another category. And I'm like, yeah, but then I'm not really helping people if I don't focus on the number one problem at hand. And I know for a fact that if the human A can connect to human B first, then whatever they're trying to do, whether it's donate to my cause, become my new friend, um, buy from me, do a joint venture with me, whatever it might be is going to go further, faster. And today, as we stand, I mean, do the damn thing nation is in countries that a person like me would never even have rights to. We are still an audience of 
I mean, right now in our demographic, we're 25 to 30% white men. That and, and why that's important for us is I'm not a white man. And they've never had two children. They've never been a single mom, but they're not connected to me intellectually. They're connected to me um, here because they, they've been through that moment of, I have no clue what I'm going to do and I'm done. Mm-hmm. You said show the human card right away. What is, I mean, I know that means speak from the heart, but like, what, how do I do that? How do I show the human card? Um, we, you know, we're so preconditioned to show the, the world, the audience, the people around us, the parts of us that we feel like they'll accept. And so we hold back the majority of us are of who we are. We hold back the ugly, we hold back our insecurities and then we run from rejection. And I'm talking about from sales. So it's like the human card. It's like, there's so many times we, um, we, we talk to someone and we say, Hey, how you doing? And that person goes, oh, I'm doing fantastic. That's far from the truth. You're not doing fantastic. Um, there was a time where I, like for me, I would hire all these great guys um, and we would have like coffee time in the morning, you know, like before the day got started. And as soon as they started to talk about like alma maters and fraternities, I would conveniently be like, oh, my phone's ringing, you know, and I just scurry out of the room because I didn't want them to know that I didn't have a college degree and I was hiring them. Uh, I didn't want them to know that I had put my kids to bed hungry. I didn't want them to know those things because I was insecure about how they would react. And so instead of being myself and showing all of my ugly, not the portions that I thought the world could handle, I mean, all of them, every last one, then it's like I spent all my time managing other people's insecurities. And the truth is we don't have time to manage other people's insecurities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So good. So uh, I think about my own story, obviously, how could I not in the process of, you know, this exchange. And one of the things that's interesting is I have, I've, I have a lot of problems. <laughs> I, have <a> lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of previous problems, maybe I should say a lot of previous that. problems. Um, and it's, I've got to think about, you know, what's the interwoven thread between those problems and, or just choose one problem to highlight at a certain time, depending on the audience, but I'll appear on podcasts. You know, I'm probably booked on 15 podcasts in the next two weeks. And I have a primary resource that I'm communicating about called rise up creatives. Um, But it's interesting because my life has had so many different twists and turns Mm -hmm. that I have to be, you know, wise about that. The main thread that I think people if they think about David Trotter, they go, he gets stuff done. Like he just gets it done. And so even though my primary resource that I'm communicating, um, which is kind of an entry level into our business academy, um, it's a social media product. I'm not a social media expert. Like, But the thing that I've done is I've created a resource that gets it done for female entrepreneurs. It's like, hey, if you're... Um, uh, struggling with what to post, you're overwhelmed, you don't have a system. That's And so I liked how you said that. It's like, I didn't necessarily have a problem that I solved with social media, but I'm utilizing my framework and the way that I think and the way that I approach problems in order to help you solve this problem. So that's mm-hmm. very fascinating how you differentiated, kind of tease those things out. I like that. 
And I would just say this, like for the 15 problems or the multiple problems you feel like you have, all of the problems you have solved one way. So it's like it, it, the number one question that I get is, but Tiffany, I've lived so long. I'm 62. I've had all these different things when I was 20 and 30 and yes. 40. That's true. Yes. And those are milestones and they're timelines and they're important. But the truth of the matter is that all of those problems, you have solved one way. You have a process. That's good. You have a process. And so that one way, that one thing boils down to one core problem. Yes. Yes. That's really good. So what happens is that like a lot of business owners, um, before they get to us, they're, you know, they're solving this problem. So I didn't know how to build a business. And that was when my twenties, or I didn't know how to, I don't know, get on stage or I felt X and yes, those things happen and you can totally create a successful product and service and conversion. But for me, you're still on the surface when with the same avatar, you really could just go one level down. You could just mm-hmm. head to the basement or head to the roof, however you want to look at it, and get to the core of the problem. The difference, though, is that most people don't really, really talk about the inside. Right, right. It's like it's like um, there was a time when I got on stage and... I could have totally have said, man, it was tough being a single mom. And I could have said, man, it was really, really hard. Or, but the truth is I actually just wanted to die, David. Like that's it. Like I legit wanted to die. But if you look at everything I did between age X and age X and all of these scenarios, I thought too small and I didn't value myself. Mm. That's actually all it is. I thought too small. I thought too small. Yeah. It's like when I am with, you know, possible client or new clients. And I go, well, I was a pastor. And so depending on their background, they go, Ooh, he was a pastor or they are repulsed, you know, one of the two. Um, and then I go, yeah. And I was actually a workaholic, you know, and I was trying to fill up the hole of not enoughness within me for 10 years. I was very successful. And then I had a rock bottom moment and I had an affair and I chucked myself into a mental hospital for three days. And then I wanted to kill myself for two weeks. And then I was able to reconcile with my wife. And then, you know, it's like all of a sudden, you know, the world, like it it does create this kind of level. I don't know if it's a level playing field to go. We all have challenges, right? We all have really big problems, like at different seasons of life, different seasons of life, you know? And if you haven't had a big problem, it's Hmm. probably around the corner. Um, So... (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I, I really resonate with, um, just, you know, telling just the way that you've broken it down and how you tell your story. So good. Okay. So, um, uh, if people want to work with you, I know you have multiple different avenues. You have the just do the damn thing podcast. Sorry, just cuss mom. Um, and, uh, then tell me how else people could work with you if they love what they're hearing. Absolutely. So first and foremost, uh, do a story check, crushitwithyourstory.com. And literally, it's a simple guide and you can check this and go, great. Do I include these things in my story as I distribute, as I'm marketing, as I'm talking? It's so quick and, and clean and delicious. Crushitwithyourstory.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll put it in the show notes, of course, as well. 
And then um, next, I would say, man, if you're like, I have no idea how to or where do I and, and you feel like you're out of place, send us a note. Totally send us a note to Tiffany at TiffanyLargy.com and uh, tell us what's going on. We'd love to hear from you. And last but not least, we'll make sure that uh, we leave some type of awesome discount code for your audience for night school. Night school is the place where once a quarter every year, I teach a seven-day journey of how do you tell your story, then how do you distribute your story, and then how do you convert with your story. And it's me teaching for 22 hours. It's pretty neat. And that discount code, do you happen to have it? Or should we put um, it in the show notes I'm, later? It's going to be David. David, mm-hmm. what the heck? It's That's going to be very, David. We're going to make it very coincidental. That, that is my name. That is crazy. <laughs> all right. We'll put all those links in the show notes. You can swipe up on your phone now if you would like to. Um, Tiffany, you are a rock star. Super fun to talk to you. And I'm just basking in your wisdom. Thank you. For being no, here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor, share it with a friend, take a screenshot of your favorite episode and text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949-401-6090. That's 949-401-6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. Not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity.